Welcome, everybody, to our Wednesday evening service. We will start with scripture and prayer, and then the message will be delivered by Pastor Kent Clark. Uh, We will read from the book of John and the book of Hebrews tonight. So I'll give you a moment to get your Bibles open, get your tablets set up. We're going to read John 19.30 and Hebrews 1.3. All right, John 19.30. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now we're going to turn to Hebrews 1.3. Hebrews 1.3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins sat down the right hand of the majesty on high. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, please continue to guide and comfort us in these trying times. Continue to bless the doctors, nurses, scientists, and everyone else that is still working to provide the essentials that we all need. Keep them safe, healthy, and focused. And for those of us that are isolated, quarantined, or out of work, give us the guidance and strength to heal and to make good use of our free time. Help us use this time to draw us nearer to you and nearer to your word. You are a mighty God who has no boundaries, and we are in need of your miracles and your blessings. We ask this in your name. Amen. And now Pastor Clark. Thank you, Mark. We return tonight to the study of the seven sayings from the cross. Tonight, I want to take this saying, it is finished. Mark has read from John 19.30 and also from the book of Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. Jesus in his words, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, spoke words of desolation. In his words, I thirst, we hear the cry of lamentation. Remember the passage in Lamentation 1.12? Is it nothing to you, all you that pass by? Behold and see if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow, which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. Now there falls upon the ears his cry of jubilation, it is finished, it is accomplished, it is done. Three small words packed with so great a message. The ancient Greeks boasted themselves in saying a lot in a little, a good lesson for many of us preachers. But it is finished in the Greek is one word. In the New Testament, it is finished, translated three words, one word in the original. And yet that word wraps up, I believe, the gospel of our God. This was not the despairing cry of a helpless martyr. I hear many talking about poor little Jesus, feel sorry for Jesus. This is not the cry of a helpless martyr. It was the declaration on the part of a divine redeemer that all for which he came 
from heaven to earth to do was now done. It's accomplished. Hebrews 1.3, when he had by himself, by himself purged our sins, set down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews 4.10, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. And Hebrews 10 and verse 12, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever sat down on the right hand of God. The old Puritans used to ask the question, why did he sit down? And the answer was, because the work was finished. It was accomplished. Firstly, I would have us note in this it is finished statement that all that had been prophesied concerning how he should die in the scriptures, his birth, his life, and death was now accomplished. Everything that was prophesied in the Bible that he was to do, he has done. Acts 3.18 says this, All things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. Whatever that suffering was to be, he fulfilled that suffering. Genesis 3.15 says that he should be born of the woman's seed. Galatians 4.4 says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law. Isaiah 7.14 said that his mother would be a virgin. And Isaiah 7.14 says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. That he was to be named before he was born is found in Isaiah 49, 1. Listen, O isles, unto me. Hearken, ye people, from far off. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother. He hath made mention of my name. Luke 1 and verse 30. The angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. It was announced that he should be despised and rejected in Isaiah 53. Psalm 69 says, They hated me without a cause. There was no reason found in Christ for him to be hated. It is finished. What an awesome word this is from our God. And how I rejoice that it is accomplished. It's done. You see, salvation doesn't begin with a big do. It begins with a big done, a finished, accomplished in Jesus Christ. It is finished. All that had been prophesied concerning his death was now fulfilled. His sufferings was finished. Acts 3.18 says this, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets, that Christ should suffer, he hath so fulfilled. How awesome is that? In these three small words, it is finished, we can see the goal of the incarnation is reached. It is finished. You see, each divine person in the Trinity had a special peculiar work. God the Son was specially concerned 
with this work of redemption. Before he came to earth, a definite work was committed unto him by his Father. John 5.36 says, For the works which the Father hath given me to finish the same work that I do. Whatever God sent him to do, he did and accomplished it. As a 12-year-old boy, he said, I must be about my father's business. Speaking in anticipation of the cross in John 12, 23 and 31, And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verse 31, Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And that wonderful passage in John 17, 4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Yes, the work is finished. I hope you're rejoicing in that. The work of Jesus Christ was finished on the cross. And whatever he came to do, and we know what that was, he did. He came into this world to save his people from their sins. His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people. Not he might, not perhaps, he shall save them. And that's what it means. It is finished. The work of redemption, God's work of being a just God and justifier of the ungodly through a substitute, through a propitiation, through one taking our place. Christ did that on the tree of the cross, and he himself said, it's finished. If your preacher's saying it's not finished, he's wrong. Jesus said, it's accomplished. It's not what church you belong to. It's not your good works. It's not your good life. Even after you're converted, it is found here, the salvation of God's people in the redemption blood of Jesus Christ on the tree of the cross. No wonder the Apostle Paul said, by the way, he was the man of one subject. He said, I'm determined to know nothing among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's because Jesus paid it all. All the dead I owe sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Acts 2.23, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. It was no accident that Christ was taken and crucified. It was purposed by God before the foundation of the world, and Christ finished that work which God gave him to do. Acts 4.26, the kings of the earth stood up, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, for of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determine before to be done. It is finished. It is accomplished. I love that. And then thirdly, in these three small words, we can see that the Savior meant he had accomplished full atonement for his people's sins. Not, not part of our sins, not our sins uh, after conversion, but full atonement. He paid the debt in full. It is finished. That means made an end of. He made an end of sin, the scripture says. 
It is paid, the scripture says. It is accomplished. It is done. Why are you fretting and worrying? Jesus paid it all. All the dead I owe, sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Luke 19.10, the Son of Man came here to seek and to save that which was lost. And what he came to do, he did. He seeks and saves that which is lost. 1 Timothy 1.15, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, not good folks, but sinners, and he did. The scripture is so clear about the Lord Jesus Christ not making an attempt, not writing a prescription for your salvation, but in his doing and dying on the tree of the cross, actually save sinners from their sins. Galatians 4.4, 4, God sent forth his son born of a woman to redeem them that were under the law. 1 John 3.5, Christ came to take away our sins, to seek, to save, to redeem, to take away our sins. Jesus has taken away sin by his death. He said so. It's finished. It's accomplished. He offered an acceptable and effectual propitiation, which he said is finished. The appeasement factor is found there at Calvary, that he appeased the wrath of God, that he satisfied the justice of God. And now there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Nearly 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the dreadful debt of all his elect, made full atonement for the whole mass of their iniquities. He not only made forgiveness possible, he secured forgiveness. He didn't simply make it possible for you to be saved. He actually saved you 2,000 years ago on the tree of the cross. Now, you didn't find out about it, perhaps, to 2020, but you found out about it that Jesus paid it all, and you're rejoicing in that, and you have come to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he's your ticket to heaven. He's your blood offering for sin. He didn't make salvation possible, didn't make man savable, but he made him safe. And for all that Christ died for, they are indeed safe. Christ paid and put away sin there on the tree of the cross. Tell me what to do to be saved? Eh, too late. Because Jesus did it all. There's nothing for you to do except to believe on him. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I can do nothing to save myself. Jesus paid the bed. His name shall be called Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. I hope you right now, wherever you are, are rejoicing in this truth. I never thought about it that way. It's accomplished. It's done all by himself. Jesus on the tree of the cross paid my sin debt. Therefore, there is no debt for me. And I rejoice in him who did the work. All that a holy God required has been done. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. I hope today in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, as you sit where you're sitting, the Spirit of God has sought you out of your lowly bar. The Spirit of God has quickened you. The Spirit of God has given you life. And now maybe you're a very religious person and, 
you, didn't even, you don't even know how you got on watching today. But you are seeing this message and you've never heard before that Jesus Christ paid the debt and said it's finished, it's, it's accomplished. Now what do you do? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. The scripture is so clear that we're saved by grace through faith. And even that faith is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. To every elect, there is quickening. There is the gift of faith and a trusting in Jesus Christ. I hope that you today will trust him. And then that you'll let us know about it. That you come to know Christ through this good news gospel. I know we're living in trying times. I understand that there's a lot going on in a lot of people's lives today. But this is the truth. And God is pleased and honored through the preaching of this truth. That Jesus Christ, God's only Son, saves sinners by His substitutionary death on the tree of the cross. Come to Christ. God bless you.